Welcome in to the Eric Sancho podcast. My hair's kind of jacked. Just rolled out of bed. Here I am. So glad you are here. The question was asked easy. When is the great food giveaway? From the multi-talented Megan. Okay. So it's looking like Christmas Eve is Sunday this year. You probably already know that. I don't know. Do you think uh, either Thursday 21 or Friday 22? Friday 22 was kind of cool because, you know, then you just settle down for the weekend. Or Thursday is pretty cool because then you settle down for the long weekend. All right, so we've narrowed it down. Probably 21, I'm guessing. Thursday 21 for the great food giveaway. A friend in need is a friend indeed. You ever hear that one? A friend in need is a friend indeed. So when the friend is in need, then like they're your friend. So when a person like acts like they're in need and you just uh, are like, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. You ignore them. Then, uh, that's a problem. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know, get out of your comfort zone. Uh, questions being asked and they'll all be answered about the great food giveaway. Well, we'll come back to that. That's all we're, that's all I'm touching on, on the great food giveaway. Amanda's asking what time? I don't know. We haven't got, I barely got the day. Patrick just doesn't know what the fuck it is. All your questions will be answered. L- again, this is not a conversation anymore. This Now we're moving on to the show part. Okay? I'm not, I'm not here for question and answer. I'm here to do a show. God damn. Everybody's a chatterbox. Just kick back, drink your coffee, and love life. It's all you got to do. That's the best way to handle this. I wake up this morning, got myself a gun, and I've got um, uh, messages on my phone from a pal. Shit's hit the fan. Shit's gone down. And, uh, Because easy is wise. People tap easy on the shoulder and say, look, as we welcome back, Ashley, look at there's Ashley. We said we miss her. And then, and then here she is. All right. Uh, I was keeping it close to the vest as, uh, as to who this person was, but, uh, uh, Ashley is getting out in front of it. She says, I'm sorry I ruined Zane's day. Well, again, you didn't. You didn't. My point was a friend in need is a friend indeed. I was trying to keep it like, uh, um, you know, laid back and, and relaxed and not share all this with the audience. And then you just jump out and say, yeah, it was me. I was, I was having a problem. So I reached out to my pal, Eric, to, 
for help, which is totally cool. That's up to you. I wasn't going to reveal that. That's your story to tell. She says, you can talk openly, you dummy. Well, I'm not going to get too open because there's another person involved. And I don't, I, I love that other person. So let's just say, let's just say there was a, a matter of a personal nature that Hurricane Ashley uh, vented to your old pal Easy, and people love to vent to Easy because he's wise. He's he's not exactly smart. I'm smarter than all of you, but I'm not exactly smart. It doesn't take a lot to be smarter than all of you. Uh, but I I mean I I'm just wise. I've I I'm just the wise old fuck is what I am. So when they when they uh, uh, show up, when people show up with all oh, this, that, the other thing, I'm the guy that goes, huh, well, and I try to put it into perspective to help you navigate things. And that was on display again. I was brilliant, okay? I was absolutely brilliant. Um. During that time, and Ashley's totally getting a yellow card, by the way. Um, totally in that time, I found out that Ashley actually deleted the Twitch app. And I was like, why? Why did you delete the Twitch app? And I, I still am not sure. I think this goes back to um, when I, I gave her a timeout. And I I'm like, well, why the... That doesn't make any sense. You can't like freak out like that on easy. It's just part of the game. My God. Um, but so I, I was trying to assist in the navigation of whatever it is that the problem was. Uh, you can't quit easy. If eventually you'll come back because everybody loves me. Everyone loves me. And, uh, except for the former Zaniacs, they, they might even love me. I don't know. Uh, Chris from Buffalo says category four hurricane blew in this morning named Ashley. Now she's not mad at me. I, I mean, look at, she says someone gift me. Oh my God. Gift yourself. Ding dong. Oh, now she's going to delete the app again. She says, I've gifted so many times. I'm done with these ads. The ads are great. I don't even think she can hear what I'm saying because the ads are playing. See, this you brought this on yourself. Had you not deleted the app, you would not have had this problem. That is, uh, that is an Ashley thing. Well, nevertheless, uh, I wake up to texts and screenshots and I'm like, okay, I'm trying, uh, to navigate and, uh, and help because I'm, I'm a helper, you know, having that conversation. I don't want to, again, she wants me to go and break it down and like get intricate with the details. And it's like, there is no way in fuck. I am going to say anything 
that could get me in trouble because I love everyone involved in the discussion that she is having that is putting her in a bad mood. So fuck that. No, I didn't even want to bring you into it. And then you volunteered the information on the chat. So no, my point in bringing this up was just sometimes the friend reaches out and says, I need help. And she says, give an impression at a minimum. Well, I'm afraid that if I do the impression, you'll delete the app again because you're all butthurt. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> fucking shit. Eric said, fuck you. I need help. Oh, fucking shit. I fucking hate you. Will you help me? You won't believe this shit. Oh my God. Fucking sh- it's oh my it's so pissed off. Thanks for helping me. Fuck you. Um it's kinda how it goes. Look, hey, uh Ashley. Uh hope you're doing well. Everybody misses you. Uh so sweet. Oh my god. Fuck off. I suck my dick. Oh, shit. Fuck you. I love you. Fuck off. Ugh. <laughs> I'm glad I could help. That's the extent of how I can help. And honestly, when you woke, when you wrote, uh, give an impression, I had forgotten that I have an impression of you. But doing that is spectacular because usually Ashley says, fuck you as much as she says, I love you. Fuck off. I love you so much. Merry Christmas. You can't uh, eat my asshole. Fuck you. Merry Christmas. Cunt. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway. Ashley's back, as you can tell. And we are having fun at Ashley's expense. But I'm here to help. And I hope that uh, you feel better soon. Honestly, in a, on a very serious and brave note, um, Ashley, in addition to getting the shit beat out of her when she was in a relationship with a guy that she eventually threw his uh, fucking laptop out of the window and then uh, covered for the guy only to have it revealed later on when she recanted her testimony to the world and he eventually got fired from a uh, very high-profile gig. Ashley has also been a punching bag um, for some asshole in Texas. And uh, she's become an advocate for um, abuse uh, victims, victims of abuse with a uh, prominent organization in Texas. And she's actually, as we speak right now, this is very interesting and, and sad and scary at the same time. She is uh, um, telling the story to the in the judicial world to try to get this son of a bitch sent to prison for 
20 years, I think, is what is what is going on. Um, I have actually seen the images of um, uh, poor Ashley after this son of a bitch beat her. I mean, she's got blood all over her head. These huge lacerations on her head is horrible. The, Ashley is the prettiest girl ever when covered in blood, by the way. Of all the women who look cute and hot, covered in blood, she's the hottest blood-covered woman I have ever seen in my life. She got hit with a hammer in the head. Yeah, not everybody knows that. In fact, I don't think anybody knows it. She's revealing it. I'm mentioning it. Uh, raised $1.25 million last weekend on a trip to Texas for the, uh, that advocacy group. Uh, Linda reveals that's uh wow. That's impressive. Um, you go, Ashley, we have something in common though. I never had to testify. I did not know that. I'm sorry. You had to do uh, deal with that. In my mind, it was like, Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, why are you hitting me with a hammer? Fuck that hammer. Fuck you, hammer. Oh, fuck you, blood. Blood. Suck my cock, blood. Fuck you. Nobody deserves to have anyone lay their hands on you, even if you're crazy, she writes. Stevie says, damn, the show took a turn. Yes, that has been a, uh, Ashley has, um, she, uh, she, she needs a victory. Okay. Uh, after, um, the relationship with the guy who she threw the laptop out the window, she then like, uh, met a, got out of Dodge and went to Texas and then found Mr. Wrong again. I'm glad you uh, are safe. I don't know. You're correct. No one should ever uh, lay their hands on someone. She suggests I show the meme Rachel sent me. I don't know what that is. I've, I forget. I, it goes in. I remember it as being great, but I forgot. She has a lot of fantastic memes, but I can't like hunt it down right now. You know the rules. I'm on a roll. I'm talking. I'm alone. I can't say to the dogs, hey, uh, you guys cover, and I'm going to go to my email and look it up. I do sometimes, but I don't want to right now. It's just, it's kind of funky. We'll come back to it later. We can always come back to it later. So uh, send me a link. Um, she writes, I'll leave now before we fight. Uh, I am not fighting with you. No one is fighting with you. You see, Ashley is, this is the thing about Ashley. You know, you say anything, do anything. And then all of a sudden, oh, you know, that's so helpful to me. Oh, but I fucking hate you. It's just a cock. I never, I'm blocking you. That's it. Oh, fuck. God, thank you for your help. You're blocked. Fuck you.
She says she has never said cock in my life. That's a good word. All right. Glad you are back. Glad you are back. You get another yellow card for too many chats. I dare not. I dare not give you a timeout because that'll be. Oh, that's it. Oh, fuck you. I'm burning your fucking house down. I fucking hate your guts. You're so blocked. I love you. Fuck off. I love you. You're great. Fuck you. Cunt. Love you. Um, what else did I write down that I want to talk about? Oh. Um, moving on. I got the results back from my CT scan. As you know, I've had a lot of uh, uh, urological issues, it seems like. Bladder has a hard time emptying. Go to the bathroom a lot. Get up every night. Sometimes it's hard to pee. They go, all right, yeah, your prostate gland is full. I mean, it's big. All right. You need medicine to shrink it. Now, the medicine has horrible side effects. I totally miss my jizz. I mean, my wife used to have to wear a snorkel and a mask. Okay. It'd be like um, getting a, 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 a pie tin and filling it up with it and going right on her face. And now it's just this dumb little stupid dribble. And she's just like, yeah, okay. This is supposed to be the best part right here. Where is the icing? And this medicine, uh, I forget the finasteride, I think is the name of it. It says right on it, you will have less jizz. Uh, Tyler says, what percentage of the face would be covered before and what percentage now? Well, before, 100. I mean, she looks like some of those um, uh, white-faced, um, um, what are those things you post here um, in the chat? Uh, troll, troll face. She looks like troll face. And... Uh, now it's it, the percentage now is none. I've lost my, I, I just lost an entire gear, but the trade-off is I'm uncomfortable. It's painful. The prostate is just affected. So they go, the, your options are do nothing and be uncomfortable. Take this medicine put up with the side effects or three, we remove the prostate under the knife. And I don't want to do that. So I'm having all these issues. I'm waiting for this medicine takes six months to work six months. Tyler says, let that dry and you have a free skincare mask that will leave the skin completely smooth. Boy, I didn't know about that. 
Amanda writes, quote, here, honey, where my dick's not. Chris says, hey, easy, you're not on YouTube or Twitter, just FYI. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Ryan says, six months, good Lord, man, you got to do hockey in that condition. Well, it does seem to be working a little bit. Uh, I'm not having as much trouble. We're nearly two months into the medicine taking. Um, all right. So, but I was having, I was in so much discomfort that, um, you know, I was like, maybe there's something else wrong. And they said, well, I'll tell you what, just for your own peace of, they said, tell you what, easy for your own peace of mind. Uh, by the way, I think I'm now on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. For your own peace of mind, easy, you can go ahead and get a CT scan. So I, I got it, and then it's taken forever to get the results back. But I finally, finally got the results back. Okay. Everything is, I'll just cut to the chase. Everything is fantastic. There is not a thing wrong with me. All the test results, all the lab results, they uh, check for kidney stones. They looked at the one kidney, the right one. Um, easy had flank pain. I don't know. Kidney stone suspected. What did we find? Nothing. Everything looks good. Liver looks great. Pancreas looks great. Spleen, great. Uh, adrenals, the adrenal glands are normal. Kidneys, ureters, and bladder. The right kidney is normal in size. There is no word I don't know. Absence of the left kidney from previous surgical removal. No right renal calculi are identified. The right ureter is normal. In caliber. And no right urinal. But they didn't li like mention the prostate at all. But if they if it was, I mean, they already have diagnosed BPH. But uh, nothing more to report. In fact, then the um, PA writes, easy, CT negative for any kidney issues. Recommend that you follow up with Dr. Byers, if pain continues at is, as it is likely non-urologic, urologic in nature. I guess I'm good. Um, something I just have to put up with until this medicine shrinks my prostate even more. I guess it's weird that at this age, you know, I was expecting about another 30 years of solid jizz. And now it's just gone. I just miss my jizz. Chris says, I heard walking on a treadmill backwards helps everything. Easy can rest easy knowing he doesn't have stage five cancer. Amanda says, basically, they are calling you a whiny bitch. Okay. All right. Fine. Um... And everybody laughs at that. Amanda says, what, Amy? Basically, they're just because Amy laughed at that. 
And then Amanda said, what, Amy? Basically, they're just taking all his money. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, uh, if, if I have an opportunity to get a CT, which I did because I think there's something wrong with me, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's not my fault that no one wants to be anywhere near a five block radius of your reproductive organs. Don't take it out on me. You made your pussy just a pussy. That's what they're saying. Fucking pain in the ass. Uh, Kent is here. He's all fired up for his maize and blue. Kent, one of the Walmart Wolverines. The big game going on this weekend. Michigan and Penn State. The whole world hates Michigan right now. Including your old pal EZ. Uh, Michigan takes on Penn State tomorrow at... What time is it? Noon? Oh my God. So by 3 o'clock we'll know. This is the first opponent that Michigan has played that is any good. They have taken on all loser schools. Here's the amount of points that they've given up this year. Seven, seven, ten. This is in league. Seven and zero and 13. So 13, 20, 30, 37. They've given up 44 points this year in league games. Uh, again, now Joe Martinez, that gets him riled up. He writes, you suck. Go blue. Uh, star Wars sucks. 69. Whoever that is says hail, hail. Okay. Look prior to Harbaugh. I liked Michigan, but I didn't like root like you jackasses. I was like, oh man, I, I wanted them to do well, but they couldn't get anything right with the, uh, uh, what they had going on. They bring Harbaugh in and then they suck uh, for the first handful of years. And then suddenly he turns it around somehow, despite being a fucking weirdo. All you slappies then fall right in line. Oh, you're the greatest thing in the whole world. Oh, go blue. Yeah. Hell the victors. Real annoying. I'll admit, though, the two years that they beat Ohio State, I was happy with that. I liked that, you know? And I was cool, especially the game that Aiden Hutchinson really kicked ass, kind of propelled him onto uh, the, the level that he's at right now with the Lions. That's so cool. I love that. Uh, but now, after all this bullshit that's happened with this guy, I I want him to fall rat right on his fucking face. Uh, I posted this to Facebook yesterday. I ripped it off from somebody. Made it a reel. So I can get some coin out of it. Okay. Okay, let me get to it. It is a uh, quote from Bo Schembechler's book. And it applies to Harbaugh. Bo Schembechler said in his book, when someone uncovers a scandal in their company, I don't think they can say, Hey, I don't know. I didn't know that was going on. They're just saying they're, 
they're just saying they're too dumb to do their job. And if they really are too dumb, then why are they getting paid millions of dollars to do it? They know what's going on. So that's what Bo Schembechler said about Jim Harbaugh. Bo Schembechler called Jim Harbaugh a cheater. So what do you what do you say about that? I mean, I didn't say it. Bo Schembechler said it about your man Harbaugh. That can't feel good. If like one of the uh, godfathers of Michigan coaching and college football says Jim Harbaugh is a cheater. God damn. Kyle says, didn't Bo Schembechler cover up a scandal? Pot, have you met Kettle? Well, yeah, exactly. He knows precisely um, what it takes. That's how he's so aware. So there you go. That's your boy, Harbaugh. Uh, Linda says Bo Schembechler had a child molester on staff, didn't he? Oh, of course he did. I remember that. We talked about it. And then that story just never caught on because everybody loves Michigan. At Michigan State, you touch one kid and the whole world finds out. You know? Joe Martinez says Bo coached Harbaugh. Yeah, so what? Everybody knows that. I don't think Harbaugh was cheating then, you dummy. Well, anyway, it all ends here. It all begins to unravel in um, about 27 and a half hours. When Penn State murders Michigan. It's going to be like 50 to nothing. Donko writes, didn't EZ have a molester on staff once? That's true. I did a radio show six days with a convicted child rapist. Absolutely true. God, that was bad. Local whistleblower sent me a message on Facebook by the name. What was the person's name on Facebook? It's a fake name. Um, Andrew Cloud Kicker. Andrew Cloud Kicker was the name. Says, uh, we're just here. I'm just here to inform you. You are working with a convicted child rapist. And gave me all this pertinent information. So I went up to the rapist who was sitting at my desk uh, at the radio station. I said, excuse me. And in a period of three minutes, everything came out. And I went, oh, wow. Okay. Can you hang right there? Can you just stay right there? You stay right there. I'll be right back. I went down to the floor below us where the general manager is. I go, boss, uh, I got to tell you something important. I explain what happened. And the, the look on his face with his hands over his face. And then he screamed out to the HR person. I won't say the name. I'm trying to keep this as vague as possible. HR person! Bring me so-and-so's application. Because uh, they actually made you fill out an application for the job. Uh, Corey suggests, so why didn't this good Samaritan say anything while on Free Bear and Hot Wings? I don't know. I don't have an answer. 
Um, Ryan says, my old pal Cartwright. Hey, I didn't say any names. I didn't say any names. And then uh, so-and-so lied on the application about felony conviction, which was perfect because that meant this was going to be an easy firing. My job um, was, and then so I go back upstairs, dude's gone. He's not there anymore. He like has left. Huh. Never stepped another foot in the, uh, in the office. This was on a Thursday. He was fired by Friday. Um, there was some phone calls that took place between me and dude, uh, between, um, the, the, the big reveal and the firing. And, uh, he'd be like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh my God. What's going to happen? I was like, Oh, we got this. No problem. <laughs> this is nothing. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, we'll we'll take care. We're gonna wash the internet. No one's gonna know. It it's totally fine. Not a problem. Hang up. Call the boss. Yeah, uh, he's getting fired. Uh, don't talk to him anymore. Oh, so bad. Talk about an anxiety attack. Oh. Corey writes, he left to host a podcast with a former coworker. No idea. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know that. Weird. Oh, Rick's in Florida. Rick from TC Paintball. bastard have fun we'll just work on axe throwing here dumbass uh all right all sorts of fun comments on the chat then easy proceeded to lay on the ground in the fetal position while co-workers probably pointed and laughed at him Yes, I actually did lay on the ground. Uh, Linda says, I wonder if his podcast co-host would let him babysit his kids. Well, I don't know that he's doing a podcast. You guys must know more than I do. Ben Weller says, God damn it, I missed a good story. You never know when these stories are going to hit. That's why you dicks. Have to turn this shit on when I go live. I go live at eight. You don't know what you're going to miss. Bastards. So dumb. All right. So my health is intact, I guess. Uh, You know what this is? This is just age. I'm just getting old. Okay. What with the knee, I can't run anymore. I have to take old man walks to the neighborhood. I do power walk, though. I walk hard like Dewey Cox. Okay? And um, that those walks really kick ass. Jesus Christ. I, uh, I set my record for time the other day through the neighborhood. 
and uh, burn a ton of calories doing it. But I just, I can't do anything impact, high impact, just bad. Um, my brain health is, I can't say that I'm alarmed. I'm just slightly concerned. Okay. Um, first of all, young Adam Schwab says the Freeburn hot wings crew must be in denial. The acolytes on Reddit think that big fraud Zane is lying. Yeah, I've heard that too. And I've all, always said I can be accused of many, many things. But to just come out and lie is ridiculous. That's just not my game. It's just easier to say exactly what happened. It's more interesting that way than to make up some crazy-ass story. Besides, when you make up a crazy-ass story, odds are you're going to change it the next time you tell it. And it's not, it's going to, it's not going to make sense. You're going to, it's not going to pass the sniff test. Every time I've told details of that story, all I do is put my brain back to the moment of what I was feeling, where I was. I remember every inch of that story, every inch of it. There was even a time after, uh, the child rapist got fired that I ran my mouth. I talked about it to people who know um, the rapist and know me. And it got back to the rapist. And the rapist called me and was furious. And I'm like, well, what? I don't know what to tell you, man. It's like, I'm not saying anything that's not true that isn't known. Jesus Christ. Uh, Ben says you don't speed walk at the mall with the blue hairs. Nope. I do it in my neighborhood. Uh, Amanda writes, Ben, you can't puke and listen at the same time. Uh, Ben was, I guess, throwing up from a virus. Sorry about that. Linda says, I need to get my ass on the treadmill in the next 10 minutes. Okay, good. Do that. But no, I'm definitely not lying. I will oftentimes uh, get questions out of the blue about that. And I always answer, like people like reach out to me and I'll always answer truthfully. Um, my wife has accused me many times of, as she says, not listening. I've talked about this with you. Um, like I will be in the same room when she's describing something she plans on doing to like Jackie and she assumes that I I'm listening and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm doing, I'm, I'm cooking. Well, yeah, but Hey, I told you, you did. Yeah, I was in the kitchen talking to Jackie. I go, okay, well, you told her. You didn't You didn't say, hey, honey, and then tell me. And she says, well, I mean, you were in the room. I go, yeah, it doesn't work that way. If I'm engaged in the conversation, that's one thing. I might as well not even be in the room. You know? 
So she goes, okay, well, I have this to do, that to do, this to do, that to do. I go, okay, great. Yesterday morning, she comes in right to this room and says, honey, and she's talking to me in this patronizing tone. I go, yes, dear. After school, I have to take so-and-so to the airport. Then I'm getting my nails done. And then I'm going out for a drink with Jamie. And I go, okay, Jamie's uh, her girlfriend, who, by the way, uh, needs a boyfriend. Uh, late 40s, cute as a button. Um, and she needs a boyfriend. So uh, I'm lo- right now looking at the um, who is offering, who has uh, potential in the chat. Kyle, no. he's uh, Patrick is single. He would, you would be good for Jamie, but you're in South Carolina, so you're out. Corey, no, he's married. Joe Pellerito, married. Uh, Kenny, no. You're in Tennessee. And you would crush your little body. Uh, let's see. Kyle, no, into Dick. Chris from Buffalo, no, I think you're married. And in Buffalo. Adam, married. Ben Weller, don't know the story. You might, you might be. Tyler, married. Joe Martinez, married. Um, let's see. Nick, Arena Nick, I think you're married. I don't, maybe you're not. I don't know. But you're kind of a hick, and I don't think you would uh, blend well. So easy sex agent says no to that. Um, so Diana comes in here and she says, gives me all that information. I go, okay, sounds good. Um, she, uh, real, uh, Kevin Kuypers. No, no, definitely not Jamie's type. And he's too much of a child for God's sake. Jesus. He lives with his mommy. Can you imagine being a 30 some year old guy and you meet a hot chick and she says, Hey, can I drop by your place? And you have to say, I got asking mommy. God damn it. At this stage of the game, the first thing you need to do is move out of mommy and daddy's house. That is such bullshit that you live with your mommy and daddy. Who are you? That guy from fucking USC who ran into the stands to hug his mommy. If you want any hope, you have to first, I don't give a shit if you live in a box. You can't be at mommy and daddy's house. Get out of mommy and daddy's house. Pay rent. I don't give a shit what you do. Live in a trailer. A girl would rather have sex with you on the street than go to mommy and daddy's house. Uh, Amy says, cutie patootie isn't in his 30s, is he? I don't know. I think he's, I think he is early thirties. Ladies, can you imagine if you, or ladies or, uh, uh, you know, gay people, if you, uh, met a nice guy and you're like, oh my God, he's just adorable. He's perfect. And then, um, he said, Kevin is 28, by the way. And then Kevin said, 
Yeah, come over and come see me. Come see my mommy. I'm at my mommy's house. Get the fuck out of there. What are you doing? He says, you try to buy a house 100000 over what it's worth. Oh, bullshit. Just get a shit house for $150,000 in the ghetto. It doesn't matter. Just get out of the mom and dad's house. You got to rip that scab off. Today, I want you to call Mario Flores and get your fucking mortgage and get the fuck out of there. Rent a room, you dick. I moved out when I was 18, you dick fucking shit. And I had a house when I was 21. 20! I had bought and sold that house by the time I was your age. And I had two kids, you stupid cock. You're with your mommy. God damn. Uh, Ryan says, my old man made sure I was aware that I was no longer welcome after I was 18. If I had to pay rent, it might as well be my own place. Kenny says he had a house at 20. He said he should have kept it. Oh, yeah, but you were dealt a bad hand, man. Every time you turned around, there was a woman getting uh, a dick that wasn't yours. Poor Kenny. Every time he turned around, some crazy bitch is cheating on him. And now he's all fucked up. Patrick owned a house at 20. I know Nick probably had a house when he was like 14. Amanda says, I own a house at 20 as well. And last Monday, they found a dead person in front of it. Oh, my God. That's interesting. All right. Anyway. um, So now Diana says to me this, because we just had a friend of the family who um, her sister passed away. So Diana and all the girlfriends are going to the other side of the state to support the friend, a friend in need. Friend in need is a friend indeed. And uh, all going to go over there and um, uh, be there for the funeral. Now, all during the week, Diana said to me, um, I don't know if it's Friday or Saturday, this, uh, this, this, you know, funeral deal. And um, you might as well just chalk up a whole weekend. And that is what's happening. And I go, okay, because I asked her, I go, do you want to go to the Griffins game on Friday? And she says, well, I don't know if I can uh, because of this. I go, all right, so I, I don't know what's happening. I know there is a funeral this weekend at some point, but I have not been told that. Today, I'm getting ready to make her her lunch this morning. And I go, honey, what do you want for lunch? Normally, she texts it to me text it for me um when i'm downstairs and getting my coffee and no message i I go hey what's up what do you want for lunch i told you um no i i didn't get that no i told you i don't need one i don't need a lunch remember i'm coming home at lunch for the funeral 
And um, she comes down and I say to her, well, you didn't tell me that. I don't know what you're referring to. I told you. I told you this. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, so I wander away. And then uh, time passes and she comes down. She's all ready for work. And she goes, okay, now I want you to listen to me. I'm coming home at 1230. I'm getting my bag. The other friends are coming over and we're getting in my car and we're driving to Pinconning, Michigan. And we have, um, you know, we're offering support tonight. And then we spend the night there. And then we wake up Saturday and we're all going to go out. Uh, the, the funeral is, is tonight. And I go, okay, I, this is the first I've been told this. And she actually hugs me and goes, like, they're there. Like, they're there. It's okay, honey, honey. She's talking to me like that. Honey, it, it's okay. I, I know we did have this conversation. And so for a, a fleeting moment, I'm like, maybe we did. I have no, um, no recollection of it. And uh, part of me is like, I mean, fucking a brain rot runs in my in my family. My dad is uh, in the throes of dementia slash Alzheimer's right now. So where my concern for my um, uh, prostate is of, of being riddled with cancer has dropped now. The idea that I've got all sorts of amyloid proteins chowing on my brain meat as we speak like fucking Pac-Man. Wow, I had no recollection that that conversation even took place. I can't believe it. Um, now, I am going to really start to pay close attention because what I want to do is I want to catch her if and then for my own um, peace of mind. The next time she quote unquote has a conversation with me and determine like the moment in time when I'm like, okay, so right now, do you think you're talking to me right now? Do you think that you're actually giving me information? Oh yeah, I'm talking. Well, we're in the other room. I'm in the other room and you're talking in the other direction. I don't, I don't actually hear you. So this does not count as you informing me which may, this is what I'm predicting is going, going to happen. This is not you filling me in and having a conversation with me. We actually have to be looking at each other's eyes when we're talking. I haven't said that to her yet, but I'm going to. Tyler says, I've experienced these instances too. I've actually considered wearing a GoPro around the house so I can play back conversations to determine which of us have memory issues. I think there's a uh, ad campaign out right now where they they're arguing they they throw the red challenge flag and then the ref shows up with the replay thing. I love those ads where you're trying to figure out like who left the sunroof open or who said what. That's where I am right now. Progressive red flag. Great ads. Those ads are great, and so are the ones where the dude is trying to keep you from becoming your parents. Um, while that's going on, 
Cole writes, drunken lesbian orgy weekend. Corey says, vulvas are going to mash, but then he doesn't give me troll face anymore. Did I like shame that out of you? Call of Duty calls it gaslighting. Kenny says he loves those ads, but he also loves the Mayhem guy too. The Mayhem guy is awesome. I love Mayhem. Oh, aren't these all insurance commercials? Red flag, keep you from becoming your parents and Mayhem, like three different companies. Mayhem is Allstate. Progressive is Red Flag. Keep you from becoming your parents. I don't know what, what that is. <clears throat> you get one for Frank Fuss. All right. So that's what's happening. If you're enjoying the show on uh, Facebook, X, or um, of course, um, what's that called again? YouTube. It's time for me to say goodbye to you. I appreciate you very much. Full show, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live, or download the Twitch app, search Eric Zane Live. You'll find it. I'm on Twitch. Also, the audio podcast is available when the show is over in its entirety on demand. Uh, whatever platform you choose, I'm there. Eric Zane Show Podcast. Please give me a review on Apple Podcasts. Say something sweet about your old pal, EZ. Um, and then the Patreon. My God, last night on Patreon, we did, Stu and I had a ball with who are these Ottawa County fascists where we beat up these stupid hicks. Oh my God. Um, that is for free for you on Patreon for seven days when you go to patreon.com slash Eric Zane. We then featured the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which is always a great time with a live audience. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you very much for being here. Facebook X and YouTube. All right. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. If you ever want to reach me, send an email in the Shoreliners striping inbox. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. I have t-shirts and merch at EricZaneShow.com. And many, many sponsors who make the world go round for your old pal EZ. New and old. Some have been here longer than others. For example, Blue Frost IT, one of the OGs. Thank you to Blue Frost IT if your business needs a technology upgrade don't just go to the store and start buying shit off the shelf sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation with blue frost it they'll tell you after they analyze your business exactly what you need for the appropriate amount of technology to make your business be as efficient as possible and they'll help you set it up and they will then become your managed it service provider they have all sorts of services available uh, at an unbelievably low price compared to everybody else in the IT industry. Blue Frost IT, find them at bluefrostit.com or call 616-285-50, 616-285-50. Still trying to schedule paintball war number 23 at TC Paintball, but we will get it done and then we want you there. Until then, you can book an event at tcpaintballgr.com. Fully stocked pro shop. So much fun. Get your friends, family, kids, neighbors, bachelor party, uh, workplace, team building, you name it, at uh, TC Paintball and have a ball 
in Grand Rapids, Michigan. One price gets you everything. If nobody has any gear, that's okay. You get the mask, you get the gun, you get the paint. All one price, tcpaintballgr.com. Play indoors, play outdoors, depending on the weather. This is the time of year when you might have to play indoors, but it's it's awesome. Indoors, outdoors, it's great. My pal Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. I just talked to Gabe the Honduran. He said, I'm getting ready to talk to Frank. Fuck yes. Frank is the best. He can help you navigate healthcare.gov, get you in an insurance policy. It's time to do some adulting and get yourself insured. Uh, if you are between jobs or your employer does not offer insurance, or perhaps maybe you're self-employed, these are all instances that you would need to get an insurance policy through the marketplace. The way the federal government does it to ensure that you get insurance is they give you a, um, a uh, tax subsidy to pay for the premium each month. It's a fantastic plan, and it's worked marvelously for your old pal Easy and his family, and it will work well for you too. However, navigating it can sometimes be a challenge. That's why you need a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker to do the work for you for free. This is a free service. Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Go to buyinsurancehere.com for all the information you need about Frank Fuss so that he can get you on the books, on the schedule, and talk to you either face-to-face, phone, Zoom, your house, his office, you name it. Please mention me when you fill out the form at buyinsurancehere.com. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. All right off and running it's friday oh my god everybody's excited about the weekend i hope tomorrow michigan loses i'm stoked about that and you should be too Hmm. what's going on on the chat 
Oh, the Aflac ads. Those are good, too. Liberty Mutuals. Which one is uh, Emu? He, wait a minute. What, there's like an Emu? Uh, is that Liberty? The one with the Emu. He's like a private investigator Emu. Uh, the emu guy is dumb. Joe says, I like the emu little Caesars commercials are psychotic, but I love them. Cole writes women talk with their friends about things so much that they assume they told you because they talked about it all day. Even though she said nothing to you, probably what happens. I don't know. Uh, Megan says she's guilty of this. Ben says, my 24-year-old son used to run in the living room when he was a toddler as soon as the Applebee's commercial would come on. My son, Jim, used to be, uh, used to fall victim to advertising too. I remember when he was a kid, he, um, he would, he's like six years old, five years old. Dad, did you know that Applebee's is eating good in the neighborhood? Like he wanted to go out to eat and I go, oh, wow, Jim. No, I didn't, I didn't know that. Or he'd say, Dad, did you know that KFC has uh, uh, popcorn chicken and it's crispy on the outside and tender and juicy on the inside? Did you know that, Dad? Oh, no, Jim. Why? Is that where you want to go? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I want to go. Okay, let's go. So cute. Um, Joe Martinez gives me the middle finger because I was predicting the Michigan loss and then says, Pinche Pendejo. I'm not sure what that means. I know Pendejo is bad, but I don't know what Pinche is. Ben said the same thing about eating good in the neighborhood. Limu, Emu. Wait a minute. And Doug. Chris says, I like the 40 ads on Twitch. Yeah, well, I'm trying to get you to, like, subscribe to it. That's that's how it works, you know? Uh, Joe Pellerito says, EZ wants Jerry Sandusky's school to win over Shem Beckler's. Ah, come on now. Stevie says, I just Googled Pinche Pendejo. Here, let me see if I can figure this out. Translator. Enter text. Okay. Uh, Spanish. Okay. Now I can, I think I can actually get it to say it here. means oh oh, oh, no well does that mean pendejo is idiot that isn't so bad then if you call someone an idiot right well that doesn't make any sense 
So you're telling me if it's Pinche Pendejo, does Pendejo turn into idiot? And then if it's just Pendejo, it's asshole? See? Well, what about Pinche? And then Pinche by itself means lousy? That's a fucked up language to be sure. It says, uh, Kenny says it didn't play the audio for us, Eric. Let me, let me back up. Let me back up here. I put pinche pendejo. Okay. Pinche pendejo. Fucking idiot. Okay, great. So then you take the pinche away. And pendejo turns into asshole. Pendejo. Asshole. You put pinche. And that turns into, if it, without pendejo, it just... Pinche. Lousy. Is lousy. That's, that's fucked up, Joe. Pinche. Pendejo. Wait a minute. So he called me a fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Well, uh, you know what you are? You're a pinche. I think you're lousy. Pinche. Lousy. So if someone says to you in Spanish, how are you doing today? And you say pinche. Uh, he says, no tienes un palo bueno. See if we can translate what Joe is trying to say here to your old pal EZ. Uh, this is what he said. No tienes un palo B1. You don't have a good stick. I don't have a good stick? What's going on here? What type of an insult is you don't have a good stick? He says, no, no, no. Well, wait a minute. All I did was copied and paste, pasted your words into a translator. And then it comes back as you told me I don't have a good stick. Chris says it doesn't translate slang very well. Here. Well, let me turn it around. Uh Let me see if I can do this. I'll go from English to Spanish. Okay. That way I can help him. So if I wanted to say go. You lousy illegal alien. If I wanted to say. Go fuck yourself you lousy illegal alien. Vete a la mierda. Pésimo extranjero ilegal. There you go. That's what I say back to you. Vete a la mierda, pésimo extranjero ilegal. Uh, tienes unas pelotas paqueñas. What the hell is that? Uh, I think this thing translates uh, slang just fine. Just fine. I don't think there's any problem with it. It seems to do it just fine for me. 
Tienes unas pelotas pequeñas. You have small balls. Okay. Tu madre es una punta. Puta? Yes. Tu madre es una puta. Your mother is a whore. Yes. Now that we that okay. That is Tu madre es una puta. Exactly. I know that one. Tu madre es una puta. Your mother is a whore. We need another Señor Jose in person segment where we learn forbidden Spanish. Joe says, no tienes, uh, and it's J-U-E-V-B-O-S. I don't know how to say that in your devil talk. Okay, hold on. Copy and paste. It's not copying. Hold on, do this again. Copy. Uh, you don't have juvebos. No tienes huevos. No tienes huevos. Huevos. Huevos? No tienes huevos. No tienes huevos. That translates to... You don't have juvebos. What is a juvebo? You see, Spanish is all fucked up. This is why when you guys get to the border, you cross the Rio Grande, and you're like goddamn squirrels. You get to the, the good side, and then you go back to the other side because you can't figure out what the fuck is going on. Okay, if you just keep going one direction, you'd probably things would work out for you. I fart in your general direction. Me tiro un pedo en tu dirección general. All right, enough of this. Enough. This all comes to us because Joe is pissed off because I think that Penn State is going to kick Michigan's ass. All right, that's that's where the where we're uh, going with this. Okay. This is fun. Comes chingo de cagada. But I have to go tinkle. Don't go anywhere. Okay, okay, okay. Excuse me. Um, so, as we've talked about many times, um, when you see the screen in this room, you know, four walls, puppy dog, couch, sign, um, everything that is in disarray is out of view. You don't see it. Excuse me. And you also can't smell it. Um, when four dogs spend hours and hours and hours in a room, it starts to smell like funk. The accumulation of dog uh, dander and smeg and anal glands, um, it builds up over time. This room stinks. It smells like State Park. It's so bad. And I know it. I know it. I just, uh, and it's not that I dig it. I mean, I love it when it's clean, but it, uh, I just get so damn busy that I can't actually, uh, do the work that I want. There's a lot that needs to be done to this room. I need to repaint it. I need to fix the door. There's just, it's just a goddamn disaster. And I am very, very tough on my shit. 
Uh, I, I don't take care of things. It's, it's embarrassing, frankly. I was embarrassed when Joe Martinez came over. Play, I, it plays a shithole. Diana Commission okay, this weekend, something has to be done. When I went um, on that trip to Pennsylvania in the spring to marry uh, Matt and um, I forget her name. Anyway, I was the officiant at that wedding. The uh, suitcase I packed is still like unpacked. It's still packed. I came home and set it down like in the other room or behind the couch. I think it's moved back and forth over the weeks and months. I still haven't unpacked that fucking thing. Can you believe that shit? Aram says, call the Zaniacs to get it refurbished. Oh, God. While Diana's away, Eric will clean. I think you know me because I, I am going to do something. Famous last words, though. Uh, on Monday, it's very likely that I'll say, I still haven't cleaned this fucking room. She says, look, honey, it stinks. Can you maybe just clean this? This is ridiculous. I go, I will. I will. I promise. I will. But I shouldn't even say promise because I just, I don't, I don't do it. Is your house like that? Do you have shit piling up? Like the garage is a mess or the landscaping's fucked up and you just feel like you're just a goddamn white trash loser like I do? That's how I feel all the fucking time. Like I go to places like, I see the inside of Joe Martinez's home and a motherfucker, you wouldn't believe the shit he's done to this home. His home is not gigantic, but it's fucking immaculate. You wouldn't believe the shit he's done to this, to the inside of this house. It's like uh, worth more than Mar-a-Lago. And I'm so jealous of that. It's like, where do you find the time to foam insulate every square inch of this house to make it at peak efficiency. I mean, who has the energy and time and know-how and ability to do something like that? That's fucking great. I'm so jealous. He says, Eris un babosa. I don't know what that means. He says... Eres un baboso. Eres un baboso. You are a slimy. I. He says you are a slimy. He's very, very proud of the fact that for one year, he's got it down to where his gas bill for a year for that house is $550 a year. His home is so efficient. What an asshole. That's $45 a month average. What about electric? What is that? Aram says if the NFK went in that room, he would be able to call Eric a hypocrite. Okay, the difference is this. So The difference is this. Um, I don't have food on my hands and I'm not touching the wall. 
That's that's the difference. And and Ben points out there's no feces. There is no comparison. You can never compare man who wipes feces on the wall and shits his pants and then hangs the pants back up with me. Okay? Don't 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 compare me with him. 600 to $700 a year on uh, electric. That's still pretty great, man. I'm proud of you. You see? It's the Mexican uh, work ethic. That's what it is. Mexicans do everything better than uh, white people, except they have a fucked up language. That's what I'm telling you. Joe's got tons of cheddar now. He takes all his money and spends it on hockey jerseys and new A&E heating and cooling vehicles. Fucking A. Okay. Uh, I wanted to get into something that's kind of um, unbelievable. And it is a story that an excerpt from a book about former member of the Beatles, George Harrison. And I'm a pretty big Beatles fan. And I remember back in 1999, three years before George Harrison died of cancer, there was an incident where he was stabbed. It was an intruder in his home. And the way it was reported was George Harrison was stabbed. And he's going to live though. But I don't really think that at the time, they revealed the extent of what had happened, like the uh, real details of what went on. How did this take place? And there is a new book out by a biographer by the name of Philip Norman, and his book is called George Harrison, The Reluctant Beetle. And an excerpt has been released um, that really kind of makes it seem like it would be an interesting read. Um when you think about the uh, longevity of their career as a band, it was very short. And um, the, the way that band started out as like a pop band with that style of music, the I want to hold your hand and I saw her standing there to Sgt. Pepper's and Let It Be and the White Album, the, that's only six years' time. And how different the music changed not only that they changed, but as culture changed. Really incredible to watch if you lay it out on the timeline. Like if you were to look at a band now, a six-year span of a band, uh, very few can change have have changed with the culture. They just pretty much sound the same that they did six six years prior. Okay, um, and a lot. Of, I think a lot of groups back then did that because of um, the style of music in the mid '60s to. Uh, the Summer of Love in the 1970s, 1960s, late 60s, 70s. Uh, it was definitely changing. Like when you think about um, hair bands to grunge, that was a sudden change. It was like one day everybody liked hair bands, the next day everybody liked grunge. It wasn't exactly like that. They It kind of all blended to the together uh, from like 1964 to 1970. And if you were to look at Beatles albums, each subsequent album, they were different in scope. But 
I digress. The reason why this comes up is because this passage of the book, it details uh, George Harrison's, what should have been his murder. Here we are. This is 1999, 19 years after John Lennon is shot dead in front of the Dakota apartment. On December 30th, 1999, George Harrison nearly became the second Beatle to be murdered. This story really caught my attention. I was shocked with um, with the uh, viciousness and the violence involved here. The group's lead guitarist and his wife, Olivia, had just gone to bed when an intruder broke into the couple's Friar Park Mansion. I don't know where that is, if that's the UK or here. At first, Olivia thought the sound of breaking glass was a falling chandelier, but when she realized a stranger was in her home, she immediately woke George Harrison, who went to investigate as she called the police. Harrison was following a smell of a cigarette in the hallway, and then he saw a man holding a stone sword from a smashed statue in one hand, I guess there was a piece of artwork of a statue that was holding the sword. So the guy's got that sword and a kitchen knife in the other. Um, by the way, this is Harrison then and the guy who tried to kill him. This was, as I understand it, just like Mark David Chapman, who killed Lennon. Obsessed fan deal. Um, Harrison attempted to grab the knife during a struggle. Both men fell and the assailant on top of him began stabbing George Harrison repeatedly. Harrison later said he thought to himself, I am being murdered in my home. Michael Abram is the guy who did it. The attack is chronicled in a new book by Philip Norman, George Harrison, the reluctant beetle, which places a spotlight on the beloved singer songwriter's life and career. He died at 58 years old from cancer. It was very much another case of Mark David Chapman and John Lennon, which led to John's assassination in 1980. The biographer told Fox News Digital, it's a fan, it's fan worship that curdles in hatred because in some way the fan thinks the object of his love and attention has betrayed his ideals in some way. Think boring, Dean. I'm not even kidding you. The Beatles were seen as more than just a musical group. They were like a philosophy, a way of life, and ethos. When the real Beatles don't measure up to that, that creates this desire for vengeance. George did nearly become the second Beatle to be assassinated by someone who had a grudge against him. According to the book, Harrison was stabbed 40 times, one narrowly missing his heart, suffered a punctured lung. It was Olivia who saved him. Facing his attacker, she picked up the nearest weapon a, on hand, a brass poker, and laid into George's attacker with it. When that had no effect, she grabbed a lamp, inverted it, and bludgeoned the guy with its heavy base. At the time, she was also injured. She sustained a head wound. Within 12 minutes, officers were at the house. Danny Harrison, the son, also rushed to his father's side. This is... um. Quote, George was lying just inside the half-open bedroom door, bleeding profusely from multiple stab wounds, a mixture of blood and air bubbling from the gashes in his chest, his very lips and teeth bloody. 
There was blood on the walls and all over the floor mixed with scarlet fragments from the lamp base. Uh, with no paramedics there yet, son Danny tried to staunch the wounds with paper tissues and a towel, but it was a hopeless task. Harrison, becoming paler, said to his son, I'm going out. Danny supported his father's head and held his hand, urging him to stay with me. According to the author, Harrison died nearly four times before the paramedics arrived, pulled back from the brink by the sound of his son's voice. My God, Harrison survived, but it was a devastating psychological as well as a physical attack. Norman shared. This attack occurred in his home, one that he loved so much, said Norman. It was so different from the tiny house he grew up in Liverpool. And then he starts to talk about um, Friar Park. I don't know. that. Maybe that was the name, name of his estate. Um, God damn. Whatever happened to the guy? I think I need to get the book. Uh, Olivia and Danny attended the trial with both heavy police and private security protection. Harrison was still weak from his wounds and traumatized, was allowed to give written evidence. After two days of deliberations, the jury found Abram not guilty by reason of insanity. Never knew that. He was ordered to be detained indefinitely at a psychiatric unit near Liverpool. Okay, this was the UK. The book noted that Jeffrey Robertson, counsel for the Harrisons, asked that the family should be given an advance warning if Abram were ever to be released. However, a judge said he had no powers to make that order. God damn. Uh, in July of um, 2002, bad guy was deemed fit to be released back into the community. Three years later, Abram was reportedly training to become a volunteer advisor for the Citizens Advice Bureau, the book claims. In the end, not paying a very heavy price. Norman told Fox News Digital. That is so weird. That the guy didn't, like nothing happened to the fucking dude. Jesus H. Um, Chris in Maine says, tough dude. Lennon was soft in comparison. I don't know about that. Lennon was shot like five times. I don't know. You can say, oh, yeah, Lennon was a pussy. Jesus. Um, Kyle says to Kenny, I don't know who this uh, Mark David Chapman dude is, but I know who Nathan Gale is. Rest in peace, Dimebag Daryl. Oh, yes. That's the uh, same thing. Fan obsession. Uh, ben says, I get the Beatles' place in music history, but I guess I had to have lived through it. Much respect, but not my thing. No, no well, not everybody likes the Beatles. It's just, uh, I think the big thing, reason why I brought it up was that I had no idea that that actually happened where he was that close to death. No one really talked about it. I didn't realize the intensity of the attack. I thought it was just one stab wound, you know? And then the whole idea that how crazy people are and the fact that that guy got away with it. Um, Amanda loves the Beatles. I do too. Why do all the sickos go by first, middle, and last name? Red flag for anyone currently doing that. You mean like, okay, you mean like KMK? Well, she does it by choice. The reason why they give the middle name of the killer always or the bad guy is so that 
they can lower the risk of someone having the same name. You didn't know that? That's why they always do three names. Mark David Chapman, John Wilkes Booth, Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, they always give the middle name to differentiate so that if there is a John Booth, you know, if they, oh yeah, John Booth murdered Lincoln. All of a sudden there's a guy, John Booth, that gets fucked right in the ass. You know? Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby was Jack Ruby. Well, we didn't have time though. If you think about it. And besides, he killed a killer. We were still dealing with Lee Harvey Oswald. And then Jack, I guess, but I guess Ruby should have a middle. They should go with a middle name on Ruby. Or maybe he didn't have a middle name. I don't know. All right. To, uh, later on today, I'm going to be spending time with, I guess, uh, something very, very popular in the uh, world of children's television and children's culture. Do any of you know who Wimmy is? Like, if you have small children, on PBS, there is a star uh, robot known as Wimmy the Robot. And I think Wimmy the Robot is actually a product of the local uh, PBS station. And it goes out to like the world, Wimmy. Okay. And um, I think we're having like a kid's day at the, um, at the hockey game. So uh, typically this is something that Josh, the in-stands MC would, would record. But I have to do it this year because I don't think Josh is going to be around. So this is this is the promo of Josh with Wimmy from last year. Hey kids, join me, go dash go, and your Grand Rapids Griffins on Wednesday, November 16 at 11 a.m. Oh man, it's the matinee game presented by Consumers Credit Union. It's gonna be awesome, and we want you there making Make some noise. So that I have to record that today with Wimmy. I got to go down to this TV studio and do that thing. Uh, make a five nights with Wimmy. So many questions. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why the robot doesn't have hands. Donut Dan says that is Consumers Credit Union's mascot. I don't think it is. I think it's uh, local public television. Wimmy the Robot. Wimmy's Words, as seen on PBS, is a children's series that helps kids to explore, learn, and create with Wimmy the Robot. It's a PBS thing. And I think some dude locally made the robot. So it's kind of a big thing. So I got to do that damn thing. The, they said, yeah, just wear like a, a Griffin's jersey and then and then go to, I'm like, ah, fuck. So that's today. Uh, moving on. I have an update on the uh, Ottawa County thing. First of all, 
the Ottawa County um, debacle, which we covered a little bit on um, who are these Ottawa County fascists yesterday with Stu McAllister. The Daily Mail, which is, you know, news on the other side of the pond, is all over it. This The, the story of, oh, we're going to fire her. No, we're going to give her $4.1 million is uh is catching fire. I mean, people are talking about this all over the place about how um Adeline Hambley, the outgoing health director, if she accepts the buyout of four point one million dollars and agrees to resign, that is uh thirty years of her salary. Thirty years in order to keep her from suing the county. This couldn't have worked out better, all right? Uh, A lot of people want her to stay, but if she takes that money, this is yet another nail in the coffin uh, for these Ottawa County impact scumbags. Uh, Matt Whitkos um, from Fox 17 has, he's talked about, he's been following ever since uh, uh, Ottawa Impact took over. He has a story that uh, I should have featured it yesterday, but I didn't even see that it had uh, made the rounds. But this is his report on the whole thing. To accept council's recommendation regarding litigation and settlement activities in the case of Hambly v. Ottawa County as addressed during closed session. Sources tell Fox 17 Ottawa County has reached a massive settlement with its current health officer, agreeing to pay Adeline Hamley $4 million to quit her job. Thanks. For- she hadn't even sued them yet, and they offered her $4.1 million. Joining us tonight, I'm Jamie Sherrod. And I'm Josh Berry. This is a story our Matt Whitkos has been covering for months. Matt, uh, what else have you learned? Because really, this is a massive deal that's been a year in the making. Yeah, almost a year in the making, Josh. The $4 million settlement would reportedly be the largest claim ever paid out by the county. In exchange for the money, along with quitting her job, Hamley would also have to drop her lawsuit against the county. An added condition would be for the deputy health administrator to step down in the near future. A source tells me Hambley's initial offer was for her to stay on the job and the county would cover her legal fees, which a source tells me was much larger than the $80,000 that they eventually settled on. This negotiation followed a two-day removal hearing after four charges were levied against Hambley. She was accused of incompetence, misconduct, and neglect of duty during the county's budgeting process. Commissioners were expected to vote on her termination, but instead went into a closed session for eight hours. When they returned, Commissioners voted 7-3 to three to, quote, to accept council's recommendation regarding litigation and settlement activities in the case of Hambly versus Ottawa County as addressed during closed session. Commissioner Jacob Bonama released a statement tonight. Okay, before, I read, before we get into the statement, this guy was in Ottawa Impact. He won his seat and then he rejected Ottawa Impact because they're too crazy saying that it reads in part today, Ottawa County residents are learning they got a raw deal. The decision by Ottawa Impact to pay out Adeline Hambly goes against every principle of good governments and physical conservatism. Bonham also did shed light on conversations that happened Monday. He adds a few commissioners had discussed during the closed session that they are willing to pay a premium to get their desired outcome. Now, this $4 million settlement isn't a done deal. A paperwork is still needs to be signed at this. Is this guy special? 
point. It's not clear why the majority of the board commissioners. It sounds like he's got styrofoam in his mouth when he's enunciating. Push for a removal hearing, but ultimately move to settle. A meeting is scheduled for Tuesday. Count on Fox 17 for coverage. In studio, I'm Matt Woodcoast, Fox 17 News. He sounds drunk to me. I think that guy might be hammered. Tyler writes, make our kids wear masks, will ya? Well, here's $4 million, bitch. Take that. Adam says, you know what is also good governance? Have an adequately funded health department. Kyle says, this sounds exactly like fiscal conservatism. Cut spending by spending more. Donut Dan says, guess whose taxes are going up? Uh, Ben says, also, he was mishmashing words. He was freebearing it. Chris says he sounds like the boom goes the dynamite guy, Matt Witt goes. He does a good job of actually digging through the stories, but his presentation is all fucked up. You know, it's just, you've been doing this long enough. Get the diction down. Speak clearly. It's not that hard. Young people speak fucked up. Case in point. I've talked about this before. Mitten. Mitten. You put it on your hand. They keep your hand warm. That's a mitten. It is not a mitten. Man, I I got my mitten. Yeah, you're you're emphasizing the back of it. And it almost sounds like you're cutting out words. Mitten. Uh button. No, it's a button. That is a button. Not a button. Push a button. You sound like a fucking idiot. Van Andel Arena is located on Fulton. Not Fulton. Fulton, correct. Fulton, incorrect. There's a name for that, too. I, I, I knew a person who actually had a name for that type of speech impediment. Most young people will say Fulton instead of Fulton. They will think they will say Mitten instead of Mitten. Linda says she hates the hard G at the ends of words, too. Singing. I'm singing. Because she's singing. Singing. You're, you're doing, it's a subtle thing, but you are doing it, and you're driving everybody crazy. Or you could pronounce the uh, T correctly in Fulton. Like you could say Fulton or Mitten, but I think that's too much. Mitten. Mitten is how you say that. On Mitten, there's two T's. One of the T's is silent. On Fulton, it's there, but it's just not, it's not that strong. I actually prefer Fulton over Fulton. I think Fulton is too much. Fulton is how you say that, but it's definitely not Fulton. 
The fuck is wrong with you, full N? God damn it. I get in that argument with my kids all the time. It's like, stop talking like that. Why do you do that? I'm going to push a button on full N while wearing my mittens. You sound like you've got Down syndrome. What the hell? Jesus H. All right. I mentioned Joe Martinez earlier. He's been all over this podcast. He is gearing up uh, for tomorrow's big event. Um, Joe's got a hockey game tonight. Then tomorrow at noon, he's got Michigan football. And then Saturday, he's got another hockey game. And I think there's a jersey auction after that. I don't even know. I'll just take your word for it. Okay. Um, So... He's going to watch that Michigan game, and depending on the outcome, he'll either be in a really good mood at the Griffins game or a bad mood. Now, you got to understand, if Michigan loses, like I predict they will, to Penn State, we're going to be at the hockey game. There's going to be thousands of people there, and I'm seated across the ice from him. I can see him and his whole family. And I am going to single him out individually in front of all of those people about Penn State rubbing Michigan's nose in shit. That's what I'm going to do. So there's a lot riding on this game. I just wanted to point that out for everybody because that's how the stage is set. Side note, I found out who the audience member who called Joe Martinez and said that he heard about Joe on the Free Beer and Hot Wings show. It was Gabe the Honduran. Holy fuck. I sound like Dean on that voicemail to Joe. I was totally kidding. How could I confuse you with those fuck faces? I got an appointment with Frank Fuss for Saturday and Joe next week, Wednesday. Thank you, Gabe the Honduran. He called Joe Martinez at 616-516-8579. Call Joe, book him, you get your furnace tuned up for free. You have until December 1 to schedule this. If it's after December 1, you don't get this for free. He's teamed up. There's only one AC furnace specialist in West Michigan to have this offer from DTE Energy. Since he has um, such great connections with DTE, they said, Joe, uh, you offer to tune up people's furnaces and we will... Uh, pay for it for the consumer. So all literally you have to do is call him and book it. He shows up. He's wearing some Mason blue bullshit. Uh, he comes into your house. He tunes up the furnace and then he leaves. You don't have to send in an invoice. You don't have to send in a rebate. No money leaves your pocket. He takes care of everything. Call him at 616-516-8579 and schedule today. Kevin Kuypers needs to move out of mommy's home. Today, he's going to call Van Dyke Mortgage, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage at 231-332-6505. He's going to say, look, I want to move out of my mommy's home. I want to get into a mortgage today. And then by the end of the day, he's going to know how much he's borrowed. And then he's going to buy a house. And by next week, he will be uh, feeling much better about himself and then possibly improving his chances of getting fresh puss. 231-332-6505 from anywhere in the U.S. Call and get started on your mortgage today. 
after Kevin gets his mortgage, he's going to go get his hair cut at King's Room Barbershop. Three locations, Northland Drive, Caledonia, and the newest at 821 36th Street in uh, Southwest in Wyoming next to the costume room. Their website, kingsroom.net. If you're a dude and you get your hair cut at any one of those other shitholes like sport clips or uh, fucking Jude's or Lady Jane's, all these places that Lisa Kronz goes to, um, go now to King's Room Barbershop. Mention EZ when you get your hair cut. Their website is kingsroom.net. You can see the exact locations there. You can get the hours of the stylists and pricing on their website, kingsroom.net. Uh, we are just about out of time. Do you have any suggestions for the asshole of the day? I think everybody's been very well behaved here. Uh, yesterday it was Ottawa County. Um, let's see. Queen of the Forest. Uh, no, I can't. I can't put my wife on there. Uh, I talked about a friend in need is a friend indeed. My health. My brain is malfunctioning, apparently. My wife is accusing me of not listening. She thinks I might have something wrong with me. Uh, boy, I, I'm kind of stuck. Chris is rooting for Penn State for the win. Okay, I, I did tell a story about... I did go back in time and talked about when I worked with the uh, sexual predator with the child rapist. So I'll go down that road again. Child rapist podcaster. In Jenison. That I worked with for six days. And he lied on the resume. Uh, child rapist podcaster in Jenison. That's your TC paintball asshole today. Kenny says asshole today is Eric for saying he'd crush Diana's friend. Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to jeopardize her health. I mean, she's a little bitty and if you lay on top of her, that would be dangerous. So I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. That's you're you're very fluffy. What do you want me to do? I didn't I didn't make you eat. Don't blame me. It's math. Blame Isaac Newton, fuckface. All right. Thank you, folks. Have a good one. Bye bye. <laughs>